0: Movies on movies on the radio, movies on movies on movies on the radio, movies on, movies on movies on the radio, movies on 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 movies on the radio, movies on movies movies on the radio. Welcome to movies on the radio. With me today is Connor Gaston. Connor is an award winning writer, director, and filmmaker whose credits include The Cameraman One and Two, Encore, Godhead, Bardo Light, and his feature length film, The Devout. His film, Earworm, won best screenplay and best film at the 2021 Vancouver Island Short Film Festival. Connor's films have screened around the world at the Busan International Film Festival, the Toronto International Film Festival, and the Vancouver International Film Festival. His film, you're the Tortoise closes out the show during program two of the Vancouver Island Short Film Festival this April 22nd. Welcome, Connor. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. The Yoruba of Nigeria and Benin identify the tortoise as a trickster, and in Chinese culture, a tortoise helped create the world. In Hinduism, Akupara is a tortoise who carries the world on his back, upholding the earth and the sea. What drew you to bring a tortoise into your film, The Year of the Tortoise? What uh, what inspired you and what stories from around the world uh, inspired you to choose a tortoise for your film?
1: I wish I had a, a, a good answer. It was just practicality. Um, originally, it was a turtle. And I should say that we, uh, this is a very much a student film. We shot this uh, as part of a class that I teach at the University of Victoria. And it was a an alum, uh, alumnus script that was selected to, to shoot. And originally it was, yeah, Year of the Turtle. But we had some tortoise connections in the class, uh, luckily. And I don't know anything about turtles or tortoises, but I was told that a tortoise would be much easier to work with. Just, yeah, practicality. We switched it
0: to a tortoise. Do you think turtles have a reputation at being difficult in film, like that turtles are difficult to work with? That's kind of a throwaway question, but I'm just curious about why uh, a tortoise might be easier to work with than a turtle.
1: Uh, Yeah, getting them to walk in a straight line is actually quite easy, especially when you have ample amounts of watermelon and strawberries to lure them. But yeah, it was mostly that we actually had a tortoise uh, ready to go, as opposed to trying to find a turtle
0: You've been called uh, or you've defined yourself as an agnostic or secular Buddhist and while many films with religious components see it as an opportunity to include supernatural mythological elements, your films uh, focus more on the humanist and naturalist stories that exist within uh, religion and, and culture what are the challenges of incorporating the practicalities of religion into film and culture into film in that context when I think audiences have been trained uh, to look for supernatural or mythological components in films that incorporate religion?
1: I mean, it's a good question. Uh, I know that's on my Wikipedia, which I didn't write, and I don't know why whoever wrote that. Uh, but I, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I'm not particularly drawn towards religion in film it's mostly just born out of um, what creates the best drama depending on the story like for instance the devout uh, my feature film which is about a, a man who starts to believe that his his dying daughter is a reincarnated astronaut who was on the apollo 1 space mission and for to maximize conflict making him a devout christian just made sense the, when he has a crisis of faith if he's agnostic or or secular there's no story there's no conflict but yeah I'm not particularly drawn towards uh certainly not Christianity uh in film Buddhist themes to be seem to be a little less explored in general so that I guess attracts me and um, also I was I was raised a, a Buddhist my, my parents met during a vow of silence in Boulder, Colorado. They asked me about my past life when I had just learned to, to talk. And I apparently spoke about how I fell off a roof. My name was Peter. Uh, so I guess just kind of being brought up with Buddhist kind of philosophies and psychologies, um, in my life, uh, just informs my work in that, in that way.
0: So religion is a source of conflict for you in films. It sounds like like you see religion or opportunities to incorporate religious aspects as as a place to build tension and to create uh, drama within films uh, that works particularly well for you. Is that?
1: Well, just just for the devout, just because okay, I was interested in exploring this idea of of past lives. Sure, um, and so that for that it made sense, but not in in general. I don't I don't I don't operate on that. Way at right. all. It just depends on from script to script.
0: You went from making a number of short films, and then you made the devout, which is a feature film, which which did uh, which did well, and now you're back to short films. So, what has that experience been like for you? Is there is there a place that you find has more comfort for you, or that you find fits better for the types of stories that you're interested in telling? I mean, outside of the complexities of making a feature film over making a short film, so obviously when you're making a feature, it's more expensive, it's a longer and larger scope. So outside of that, is there anything that draws you to the short film format over uh, longer feature films or anything that works better for you in terms of storytelling? Well, making these short films isn't necessarily
1: by choice. <laughs> uh, I'm dying to shoot my second feature. We've just applied to Telefilm, and so fingers crossed we'll get the funding. It's true that you can explore different things in, in shorts. You're not as beholden to the box office. You know, um, ideally your your feature film makes money or does well, at least festival-wise, so you can trigger the next round of funding and and continue to, to work in the, the long-form format. Uh, short films are just a, I I really believe if you want to be a better filmmaker, you make films. And so when I was younger, I promised myself, I made a promise to myself that I'd shoot a short film every year, no matter what, if I had money or not. So it's, it's purely to continue to flex that muscle of directing, producing a movie. Uh, that's why I kind of continue shooting shorts, but yeah, I, I guess you can explore, explore more things, um, especially structurally, feature films, I think are beholden to a three-act structure. They really benefit from one. Uh, in a short film, you can kind of get away from that a bit more, but yeah, mostly it's out of necessity to continue to just to continue to work.
0: So you're a sessional instructor at the University of Victoria. Your students think very highly of you on Rate My Prof. You score five, which is uh, pretty difficult to get. What do your students says? Connor was one of the few professors I've had that I feel genuinely cares about students' mental health what's the secret to being a good educator of students? Not Certainly not all, all professors would be reviewed so well. So in your mind, what what makes you a good teacher and how do you find a balance between challenging and pushing your students, which is always uh, very important as well, and and balancing and, and caring for them to help them become better filmmakers and writers?
1: Oh God, I don't know. That's a good <laughs> question. Uh, I wish I knew uh, or had a good answer. Uh, When I first started out teaching a couple of years ago, I was terrified. Like I'm relatively young and I just thought that they would just challenge me. I'm not like a particularly well-spoken person or I have to like practice my lectures like three or four times, like just talking to myself uh, like a lunatic before I can make any sort of sense. So it's like a lot of pressure and stress. Like I'm not a natural public speaker or anything like that. Um, but what I found is that instead of um instead of like challenging me as a younger prof, i th- I think they had actually more respect uh, in a lot of senses because I'm still kind of a working filmmaker. I'm still very much somewhat relatable because I'm struggling with my own scripts. while well, we're talking about the students' scripts and i I mean, there uh, there's some professors who haven't made a movie in in you know a decade, but not to say that it's necessarily a bad thing or, or even by their choice or anything like that. If I'm any good at teaching, it's probably just born out of fear of making looking like an idiot. Uh, and just kind of putting in the time and and effort, I guess.
0: Do you share those challenges with your students? So as a working filmmaker, someone who's probably writing, I would say all the time, I mean, to to write a finished film probably means you engage in a significant amount of writing. Do you share that with your students? So as you're talking to them about their own works, are you talking about your works and challenges you're experiencing? And, And is that part of how you connect with students?
1: all the time it's uh I find it to be a great learning tool showing my own films not because I'm a complete egomaniac but because I can actually talk about my choices or they can ask questions that I can actually answer as opposed to showing a a a masterpiece or like a you know a a movie I have no idea how was actually crafted and this showing my own work I I can even show them the script and and then uh talk about the post-production or just all the choices that are made during the process I'll even show them rough cuts of things to get their own advice because oftentimes students have really insightful edits or or whatever it might be, and just really helpful feedback for my own stuff. Um, and I, I again, I do feel like it can be more relatable showing my own battles on, in the filmmaking uh, war <laughs> that exists in all of us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I write too, and I think it's it's one thing to show people finished work, but I think it takes an incredible amount of vulnerability to show something, uh, show someone something that's unfinished, uh, particularly when when there's a power dynamic at play and you're in a right. position there and you're showing people something that you're feeling nervous and anxiety about probably and and not really sure what critique you're going to get back. Not everybody knows how to critique things <laughs> in ways right. that feel positive all the times. Yeah, I think it's probably a, a lack of ego that gives you the space to do that and and not go into a debilitating panic attack every time.
1: <laughs> there is a that, that, that risk of like the emperor has no clothes sort of thing if you show them something really bad. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, hopefully it's not uh, the very first draft of anything, uh, but... For the most part yeah, it's very encouraging
0: have you have you ever shared a rough cut with anybody and then regretted doing it like is that something that's that's happened not regretted it in the sense that you know you beat yourself up but uh, that showed them something in a state that wasn't that wasn't prepared or wasn't ready and just sort of that changed the way you uh, shared things with people or has it been uh, more of a positive experience where as you're sharing things with people that are unfinished or undone, the types of feedback, whether positive or, or constructive, are are uh, opening up more vulnerability for you.
1: No, I have uh, shown something that I kind of regretted, but it's important to show them something good first so you earn the respect and then uh, you can maybe show them something that's not working as well. But like you said before, the workshop you need to be vulnerable. You have to be to uh, when you're sharing your work. It's it's part of the process. You have to kind of take down those walls and build a, a thick skin if you if you are going to benefit from critiques and, and feedback. But yes, it's important to uh, hopefully earn their respect first before showing them something that's uh, less than perfect. It also comes with a lot of excuses before and after showing that work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to jump into some rapid fire questions now here, Connor, and you can feel free to give a one word answer if you want to expand on any of your answers. That's welcome, too. Are you ready? Sure. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Do you have a dog? Uh, yeah. Family dog. Favorite John Hughes film? Breakfast Club. Are you not sure? Sorry. <laughs> it's a question that's mark. A but yeah, fair. Yeah, i will probably go with that. Okay. Uh, last film you watched? I just watched get out last night rewatched weird celebrity encounter
1: what's his name uh the fly what's his name Jeff Goldblum Um, yeah um I ran into Jeff Goldblum at the urinal at a Comic-Con I didn't dare say anything of course because you can't really do that while you're relieving yourself but uh he's very tall
0: I imagine that was very difficult because he's also incredibly charismatic so even in a situation where you're really vulnerable and probably not very charismatic, he just kind of oozes it. Uh, so I imagine that was very challenging. It's true. Uh, sound or noise you hate?
1: I feel bad saying this, but like babies crying. My my sister just had a baby and I love her to death. But uh, that's probably like maybe the most irritating sound.
0: Uh, favorite villain or the best villain doesn't have to be your favorite, just the best.
1: Have you Bardem in uh, No Country for Old Men?
0: Waiting in line,
1: yes or no? What? No. Why? Why, why are we waiting in line?
0: It's a great Does question. Does someone say yes?
1: Does someone like that?
0: People, people will wait in line for things. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, it depends on the thing, I suppose. But I, I would well, choose no. no I won't. I will. I will. Uh, I'm right there with you. I. That's why I don't go for brunch, Connor, because <laughs> I can't do it. Can't wait in line for a poached egg. Yeah. Uh, last time you cried during a film? Uh, Rice Boy Sleeps. Favorite swear word? Do I swear right now? You could swear. <laughs>
1: this is such a weird if it's question. really
0: egregious, we might bleep it. But I, I most, most <laughs> oh, really? of the things people have said have been pretty tame so far. I mean,
1: the F word is pretty nice uh, in certain. That's The F word is pretty gentle, but you can swear, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a good one in certain circumstances
0: it's it's versatile right the song on repeat for the soundtrack of your life the soundtrack of my life soundtrack of your week you can you know these are open to some interpretation so is there a song on repeat right now in at this time in your life can i pick like
1: pet sounds uh
0: the album yeah of course you can it can be a whole album it can be anything uh jazz or rock and roll Uh, I guess rock and roll. Uh, Do you believe in ghosts? I wish. You wish. Why do you wish you believed in ghosts? Because it'd be the coolest thing ever to see a ghost. I'd love to see a ghost. Do you? Would you need to believe? Would you need to see one to believe in them?
1: Seeing is believing for me. I try not to believe in something I I can't experience uh, firsthand, Um, but I love the idea of ghosts. I wish so badly.
0: Well. Connor, I want to thank you so much for your time today. Uh, They say that those that can do and those that can't teach, but you've proved them all wrong. You're both teaching (laughs) and shaping the filmmakers of the future uh, and you're continuing to make incredible films. Connor's Film, The Year of the Tortoise, closes out the show during program two of the Vancouver Island Short Film Festival on April 21st and 22nd. Uh, You can purchase tickets for the festival by going to visff.com and you can purchase shows for the individual programs or I think you should just purchase a pass for the entire program. There's a lot of tremendous films uh, and a lot of great filmmakers who are going to be there. Uh, Are you going to be able to come up to the festival, Connor? Yes, I'll be there. Great. And is there anything you'd like to share with the people who are listening to this?
1: Thanks for listening. Support local local film. Uh, Hope to see you all at the festival.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much, Connor. I appreciate your time. Okay. Anytime. Thanks. Movies on the Radio is produced by Sean Inns and Zoe Heath. Engineered by Zoe Heath. Produced for the Vancouver Island Short Film Festival. Learn more and purchase tickets at visff.com.